0: Well, good evening. Hope that you've had a wonderful day today with your family on this Mother's Day, and uh, glad that you're back with us tonight. You know, today we wrap up our journey through the Psalms, and I just want to begin by thanking you for taking this journey with us. It's been exciting to see, really, over the last couple of months, not only the things that we've been able to learn from God's Word, but the, the things that we've been able to teach each other as we've learned through God's Word. It's been so exciting and encouraging every single day to see the social media postings of you sharing with us what God has been teaching you through the Word. And, and to me personally, it's been, it's been really neat to see families who've really gotten involved in that. And what a great opportunity for parents to be teaching their children the things of God and how to study His Word. That's, it's just been so exciting to see. So thank you so much for what you've done So, tonight I want us to to conclude the Psalms with the very last one, Psalm 150. And it really does kind of fit with what we talked about this morning as we, we talked about the importance of worship. I want to read to you from Psalm 150. Praise the Lord, the psalmist says. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I don't think that any of us have to be told that it's important that we praise the Lord. But kind of as we talked about this morning, sometimes it's just harder, it seems, to praise the Lord than at others. And particularly as we've been through this COVID-19 now for really almost two months or so. You know, as the, the days continue to get longer, the house seems to get a little bit smaller. You begin to be a little bit more anxious, a little bit more irritable even we turn on the news and we, we, we look for something good and, and we kind of get our expectations built up and then yet once again, things aren't opened up like we wish that they would be. And so as we're dealing with all the circumstances around us that are a part of this new normal that we're in, though we know as Christians that it's important to praise the Lord, sometimes it just seems harder than at others. And so I, what I wanted to share with you tonight as I wanted to share with you three ways that we can learn to praise the Lord in the midst of life's disruptions. And I want to begin by reminding you of what the psalmist says there in 150 and verse 2, when he says, Praise Him for His mighty acts, and praise Him according to His excellent greatness. According to Derek Kidner, it seems here that in the text... That in verse 2, the first part of verse 2, praise Him for His mighty acts, praise God for the things that He's done, and then praise Him according to His excellent greatness, praise Him for who He is. So, as we learned this morning, that praise comes not from being moved by a performance, but being overwhelmed with the truth of God. How can we learn about God? How can we learn about who He is and how can we learn about what He's done that will help us even in the midst of it just feeling hard to praise Him? Again, I want to share with you three things. One is to see God in the things that He's made. You know, one thing about this coronavirus pandemic that we've been through over the last couple of months, is it? It seems that for a lot of us, it's given us an opportunity to to go outside, maybe a little bit more. Uh, for instance, this weekend we've had really seasonable weather, and well, in fact, maybe unseasonable weather. It's been a little cooler than we expected. And when you think about it, over the whole of the last couple of months, the weather has really been relatively nice. And so we we go outside and maybe we walk around the neighborhood, or or, or we sit on the back porch. Well, I want you to consider doing that this week and spending time just looking at the things that God has made. The beautiful blue sky, it just seems like a a, a painting on a canvas, doesn't it? I want you to remember as you look at the beautiful sky, God made that. When you see the wind blowing through the trees, I want you to contemplate that with a word God spoke and those things were When you smell the flowers in your flower beds or in your garden, I want you to consider that it's God who made that. When you look at the birds that fly to your bird flea feeder or the squirrels who are climbing up your trees, God made all of that. We're kind of coming up on the season of, of summer and many of you probably are making plans to go on vacation I know for our family, a favorite place for us to go is to the beach. And there's just something about getting up in the morning, grabbing a cup of coffee, and watching a sunrise. Sitting on the balcony there at the, at the gulf and, and hearing the waves come crashing on the shore, coming in and going out. What a beautiful sound. And there's just something about being out in God's creation that reminds me of who He is and of what He's done. I've told you before that one of my my favorite places in the world to go, in fact, my family, one of our favorite places to go is Victoria, British Columbia. And every time that we've gone to Victoria on a mission trip, it just overwhelms us, the majesty and glory of God, when you see the beauty of the things that He's created. And one of the things that always strikes me every time I'm there is the realization that there are so many people who live in that city and on Vancouver Island who do not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So many people who rarely, if ever, think about God. Yet they live in one of the most beautiful places in all the world. You see, it's easy for us to get so busy with life It's easy for us to get so frustrated with the circumstances of life that we fail to just stop and look at what God has made. But as we've already learned from one of the psalms that we've studied in Psalm 8, well, that's the one thing about David. Remember, before he was a king, he was a shepherd. And he's used to spending time outside. And we saw in Psalm 8 when David, when he contemplated the works of God, He was in awe of Him. If you're finding it hard to praise, step outside. Smell the freshly cut grass. Enjoy the wind in your face. Listen to the waves as they come in and out on the balcony of a condominium at the beach. And reflect upon who God is And on what he's done. That'll help you praise. Secondly, come to the word of God. As the psalmist exhorts us to praise. And tells us to praise him for what he's done. And to praise him for who he is. The best way to know what he's done. And the best way to know who he is. Is come to his word where he reveals himself to us through it. Think about the things that you already know from the Scripture, about how God created the heavens and the earth in Genesis chapter 1 and in Genesis chapter 2, about how God made a promise to a man named Abraham, who he and his wife Sarah were very advanced in age and had never been able to have any children before, but God made him an incredible promise that he was going to build a nation from him. He was going to give that nation their own land. He was going to make their name great. And through this nation would come the one who would be a blessing to the entire world. And you will read about how this couple that up to this point in their lives, and very advanced in age, never been able to have any children, God blessed them with a child and he was faithful to that promise. You also read in the book of Genesis how as the family began to, to grow God knew a famine was coming into the land and how God sent Joseph to Egypt to prepare his people for that famine and save them from absolute disaster. And so we learn that God is sovereign even in the midst of our suffering. We learn that from the Word of God. We come to the book of Exodus and we see as this family, this nation continues to be built and continues to grow and there's a disruption with that Pharaoh in Egypt who wants to enslave them and to hold them down that God raises up a deliverer named Moses. And how God works miraculously in Moses' life and placing him in particular positions It would be perfect for the assignment that God has for him. And we see God's mighty hand and outstretched arm on Pharaoh in the Egyptians as he leads the Israelites finally out of Egypt after all of those years. We see God's power in the parting of the Red Sea. We see God's provision with the manna that came from heaven, the water that came from a rock. We move over into the book of Joshua and we see God as the commander of the army of the Lord and how God would bring His people into that land that He promised them. He would defeat the enemies and He would take care of all of their needs. A little bit later, we come to the book of Ruth, and in the book of Ruth, we see that God sees exactly where we are, and He knows everything that we're going through. We see how God provides a kinsman redeemer for these two women who had lost everything, but how God continued to be faithful to His promise once again in spite of difficult circumstances. We move forward and we see how God saw the heart of a shepherd boy and made him a king. We go further through the Bible and we see how God continues to raise up deliverers even in the midst of, well, man's sin. How God would make a declaration and man would would fall astray in sin, and God would bring discipline, and God also would be gracious. We see where God lays on the heart of a man named Nehemiah. Laid on his heart the difficulties that the people had gone through when they had been carried away into captivity and the city of Jerusalem had been destroyed. And how God provided everything he needed to be able to do what God called him to do. We see through the prophets the heart of God. We see as God loves his people and cries out to his people and and, in books like Hosea where we see God as one who loves his people even when they're unfaithful to him. And he reaches out in grace and in mercy. And then of course we read in the Gospels God's ultimate gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. The ultimate demonstration of his love in Jesus who came to the earth and who died on the cross for our sins and was raised again on the third day. And we also learn what the kingdom of heaven is like. As we move past the Gospels, we learn of the presence of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Holy Spirit, and what incredible gift he is. And the power that, that comes through the Holy Spirit to help us to accomplish what God has desired for us. And then, of course, we move on through the New Testament and we get to the book of Revelation when we see God is holy and righteous and on His throne who deserves to be praised and who is praised. And we see what our future will be like. You see, when we come to the Word of God, we come to see who God is. And we come to see what He's done. And as we learn those things about Him, It helps us to praise Him. Again, all of us go through times when we just don't feel like praise. It's normal to feel that way. But as we talked about this morning, circumstances in life should never hinder us from praising God. Because praise is not about how we feel, but about the truth of who God is and about what He's done. And so I want to encourage you to spend time outside looking at God's creation and praising him for how he reveals himself and the things that you see, his beauty, his grandeur, his magnificence, his provision for the animals. And then I also want you to consider continuing in God's word, looking into the scriptures and asking the question, who God are you? And as God reveals himself to you through the text, praise him for how you see him revealed. But then the third way that we can learn to praise even in the midst of difficult times in life are to learn to tell our story and to hear the stories of others you may be wondering, well, where are we going to go from here? Because we finished up the Psalms. And the answer to that is we're going to begin an emphasis, beginning tomorrow, on telling our story. And we're going to put out Scripture passages for you to read, passages of how God has worked in the lives of just regular people like you and me. We want to encourage you to continue to keep up with things on social media. And so whether you're looking at Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, we're going to put out every Sunday a group of passages for you to read that week. Or if you look on a daily basis, you'll be able to see uh, daily passages for you to read. But then for our Sunday nights, we're going to be going out to people and hearing them tell their story to you and to me stories of how God has been faithful to us stories of how God has brought us from darkness into life stories of how God has provided for us in times when we didn't think that maybe God was paying any attention stories of how God did things through us that we never imagined that we would ever be able to see him do And so we hope that as you read those stories in Scripture, but as you hear the stories of the members here at First Baptist Jackson, that it will remind you who God is and remind you of what He has done, and it will encourage you to praise Him. You see, the reality is, as we talked about this morning, you and I were made, and we were saved to praise God. And the only reason that there is that we find ourselves struggling to praise Him is because we find ourselves at different times in life where we fail to put ourselves in position to really see Him and hear Him. And so hopefully, having gone through the Psalms over the last couple of months, you've developed a habit of studying the Scripture. Hopefully, as studying through the Psalms the last couple of weeks and hearing people tell stories of what God has revealed to them through the Psalms, you've gotten a picture of what it's like to tell a story. And hopefully, you've been able to to have eyes to be able to see where God is at work around you. So as we continue on through this pandemic, and regardless of what other disruptions may come our way throughout our lifetimes, we want to be a people who are quick to praise God. Praise, remember, comes not from being moved by a performance, but being overwhelmed with the truth of God. Will you join us in looking for the truths of God, sharing the truths of God, and praising God for who He is and for what He's done? Will you pray with me? Our Father, we bow before you tonight and we praise you. We praise you for who you are and we praise you for what you've done. We praise you for revealing yourself to us over these last couple of months as we've journeyed through the Psalms. And we praise you that there's so much more of you for us to learn as we continue studying the Scripture through these passages that are going to be shared with us. We praise you for the church where you assemble us together and you use us to encourage one another. And we already praise you in advance for the stories that we're going to hear of your faithfulness. Father, we praise you for providing opportunities to praise you all around us. Lord, I pray that you will help us to constantly be aware of how you're at work. Help us, O God, to develop an attitude and a heart of praise so that Not only may we be encouraged through all of life's circumstances, but those around us may come to know your name. Father, collectively as a church, we praise you. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Thank you.